0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Saints and Savages podcast. Mm -hmm. Before we get started, I'd like to give you guys a little bit of message. April is an important month. It's sexual assault awareness month. Not to make light of sexual assault, you shouldn't. Rape is always a terrible thing. Um, Should never be made fun of, should never joked about. No one ever asks to be raped. But we also know that the month with the highest sexual assaults, raping, uh, happens in April. And it just so happens that I myself have been a victim of rape. Just this weekend, I had to pay the government several thousand dollars, thousands of dollars in taxes. Thank you so much. I would just like to let everybody know that's watching this right now that be careful this month, watch out. Just know that it's going to be a very rough month, and for those of you who haven't paid your taxes yet, the government's going to come for you. Just know that BASF has uh, let everybody know that the price of lube is going to be going up. It's going to be a rough month.
1: Mike, how are you? Thank you, Brian. It's it's a rough t- it's a rough time for all of us. Oh, I believe you too. Oh, yes. Um, I, in fact, myself, I'm sitting a little sore this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been happening for a couple days now. I'd, I'd like us to just take a moment of silence.
2: <sighs> On that
1: note, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. <laughs> we are joined again also by our one and only Poker King, DM Master, like
3: Yes. We actually got the video working. We were debating because I got kicked out of Las Vegas for counting cards. So mm-hmm. yeah. why I wear this, guys, today.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. You have to pay taxes on all that money, huh?
3: Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. This is the worst year. <laughs> worst year yet. I have to admit, that was not the turn I expected that to, to, to take. But we are non-consensually. <laughs> not yes. consensual You're kidding. No one ever asks for that. No one ever wants that.
1: Yes. And for those of you wondering, yes, that is the one and only, the greatest, Ron Swanson, standing behind our great Brian. He is a light in our lives. Yep, yep. Almost as close as Jesus Christ. Not
3: quite. Um,
0: the greatest libertarian. No. The greatest- the <laughs> Okay, greatest, maybe not for Blake. The greatest libertarian to have ever- There we go. Let's get Ever here. not lived.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, guys, welcome to the podcast. Remember to subscribe- hit that like button, share this with all your friends and family. It really helps us um, to grow the channel, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring you guys great content, and uh, with that, why don't we uh, jump into it?
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, if you guys don't remember too long ago, there was this, uh, this issue that happened uh, on the border um, with uh, some Border Patrol agents riding horses that were um, stopping a lot of these Haitian migrants that were coming across the border. And one of the things that we saw was that they were whipping
2: mm, these mm-hmm, migrants. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, actually, yeah, we'll do that one because I messed up. <laughs> That's okay, though. We'll, we'll do that one, then. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I jumped to the wrong story. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, there was, there was claims about uh, whipping migrants. And so uh, Jen Psaki was just recently asked about this by the one and only... Peter Ducey.
1: <laughs> Peter Ducey. <laughs> no, 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 no. The what? The the jackass. What's his name? The who? He didn't didn't Saki say he he look he sounded like a jackass. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, she's she's absolute. She's a treasure. She's a national treasure. <laughs> she she is well gonna be well deserved at MSNBC. And I
1: heard um I heard she does she takes great notes. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well she has to circle back all the time so oh yeah yeah but anyway circle so back, back, so apparently back. uh jen saki you know this is uh, from the daily wire jen saki said that she will not she will still not apologize so there there's a clip that you know you guys can go on and watch and uh she was asked by peter Ducey about you know uh the border patrol agents that were whipping supposedly whipping migrants were cleared of all <laughs> all charges and that you know because of what she said Uh, And what Joe Biden said, you know, Joe Biden, of course, was quoted and saying, I promise you that those people will pay. Right. Right? Well, the DHS cleared these guys of any wrongdoings. They were you know, they had to uh, I don't think they were suspended, but they basically they you know, basically they weren't allowed to work at the time. They had like desk jobs or something like that. And of course, the guy that took the picture said that there was never any whippings that were going on. Al Jazeera even said that they didn't see that happening. But yet, Saki said that you know, seeing this stuff, regardless of what the facts may
2: say, <laughs>
0: that it's it's a hate, it's a hurtful and hateful thing to see. And so, you know, the Man,
1: the, the White House is a haven of trust.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so, and
0: so, and so, even though sh- even though they've been cleared, Jen Psaki still will not apologize for this. Well, lo and behold, our great second savior, besides Ron Swanson, Megyn Kelly, Megyn Kelly. <laughs> came out and she told Saki that you need to beg for forgiveness. All right.
1: Oh man.
0: So you can actually go to the daily wire. Yeah. I got it up. All right. Yeah. And, uh, it's, I mean, what more can you ask for Megan Kelly? She's always on top of this stuff, right? I mean, she just, she nails it every time. So Megan Kelly put Jen Saki on blast after she said the president, Joe Biden openly condemned border agents, accused of whipping migrants, and then refused to apologize when the investigation led to in no charges. The host of Sirius XM's The Megyn Kelly Show, which you should go subscribe to on, on YouTube, uh, her podcast took to Twitter Tuesday to respond to a video that included Fox News' Peter Ducey attempting to get answers from the White House press secretary about when the president would apologize for saying agents were whipping people.
1: <sighs> After the investigation resulted in no criminal charges against them.
0: Yep, Saki so just kept referring to the reporter to the Department of Homeland Security and wouldn't comment, stating that the department would announce any conclusion of the. Th- th- it was already concluded <laughs> for crying out loud.
1: Now they're going to get like an obscure government agency to, to keep in, uh, investigating like the FDA or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, when pressed further by the Fox reporter, Peter Ducey, if she would apolog- personally apologize for accusing the officers of brutal and inappropriate measures, quote, she again Repeated the line that the Department of Homeland Security would announce the results of the investigation, and said that sh- uh, she's sure we'll have a comment. Right?
1: Yeah, the comment will be like, you know, What's the department of the Department of Justice <laughs> stands oh, yeah. by its stands by its uh, investigation. Yeah, let's
3: just sweep this under the rug because we don't want to deal with this and acknowledge that we like to bend facts to <laughs> to support our narrative.
0: Yeah. So, so Megan Kelly said, so it's, so it's inappropriate to comment when there's an investigation, but then why the hell did you and your boss openly condemn these guys in September when there was an investigation? This is Megan Kelly. Mm -hmm. Apologize, own up to it, beg for forgiveness. She said, done. That's all you got to do, right? Mm -hmm. So, What I want to do is I want to go through here and I want to read some quotes. These are from people you may know, from some organizations you may know, from certain politicians you may know. Of course, Joe Biden, I promise you these people will pay. He quoted talking about the whipping of the Border Patrol agents. Kamala Harris, quote, I was outraged by it. It was horrible and deeply troubling. There's no need... There, there needs to be consequences. Human beings should not be treated that way, and it also invokes images of some of the worst moments of our history, like slavery? Is that what you're saying? Um, I
1: think, I think so. so. Yes, yes.
0: Maxine Waters. <laughs> Haitians fleeing violence and the lack of credible government in Haiti are being treated like animals. U.S. government cowboys on horses use whips on Haitians as they sought refuge. Why are we following the Trump policies? This
3: horrendous treatment of Haitians must stop now. Has Maxine Wald- <laughs> Waters in her entire career ever said anything factually correct? Dude, that
1: is a great question because I, I, I don't think so. Not, not at least from what I've heard. You know, she was like, remember when she was even inciting violence? Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. And, Go uh, out, get in their Chicago? faces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even, in her, not even in her home state she was inviting, uh, inciting violence uh, yeah. during the riots. Trump nope.
3: said, "You guys have a right to free speech. Protest if you want. Make it civil." She's saying, "We need to find these people that disagree with us, conservatives, Trumpers, and kill them. We need to go out and fight them." And I
0: don't think she said kill them. But she no. just said get
3: in their faces.
0: Get you know you need to you need to confront them. You know, go to the restaurants, you know, and they literally did the next day. They yeah. went to like Ted Cruz when he was at a restaurant, him and his wife and yeah. just like, like started getting in their face. It's like that's inciting violence. That's you know, when you say, you know, you can't yell fire in a, th- in a theater or bomb in a plane. Mm-hmm. It's like there's the reason for that, because, yes, you can. You have the freedom of speech to say those things. But when it causes an action, you, it's like swinging your fist in the air. I can swing my fist anywhere I want to in the air as long as it doesn't hit anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing with your words. Yeah, you could say what you want until it causes other people to be hurt. And that's what she did. But they always avoid that crap with her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's always caught saying that stuff and they always just dump it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Vice News Border Patrol agents are whipping Haitian migrants at the US Mexico border in Texas. These are all tweets, by the way. You can go look them up. Uh, Jamil Hill of The Atlantic. Um, why are US border agents using whips on Haitians? Axios, to be fair. Axios, we deleted a previous tweet that referred to border patrol agents as whipping at Haitian migrants. The story has been updated to include comments from some journalists on the border who did not see whipping occur. So at least they corrected it, but they still came out a knee-jerk reaction and said this. The PBS NewsHour correspondent uh, Yamichi Alcinder: the angst swung up his whip mercilessly, charging his horse towards the men in the river. The intercept, Ryan Devereaux, Border Patrol agents on horseback, cracking whips, charging into crowds of Haitians' asylum seekers in Texas, shouting at them to go back to Mexico. Democrat operative Sawyer Hackett, Border Patrol is mounting on horseback, rounding up Haitian refugees with whips. This is unfathomable. Cruelty towards people fleeing disaster and political ruin. The administration must stop this. And our sunshine, light of joy, MSNBC's own Joy read. <laughs> this is beyond repulsive. Are these images from 2021 or 1851? Oh, ah, I forgot one last one here. Rashida Talib. This is so sick. And at CBP, we'll continue to comment or to commit human rights abuse if we stop it now. Cracking an effing whip on Haitians fleeing hardship shows you that this system simply can't be reformed
1: this is i mean the the fact that these people actually put this stuff up in the internet where it's going to be for all time and people are refuse to call them out for this stuff you know I, like uh, this story was pretty much dead until doocy brought it up again to to um jensaki
0: right it was literally dead on on like the day it came out when all these people sit there and said those aren't whips.
1: Yeah. I mean, for, uh, so I'm, I'm going to pull, actually pull up the, the said picture where people actually uh, <laughs> said that this was a whip. I mean, when you look at this, it just, it just goes to show you like the, the audacity that, that these people actually think that the average American per, uh, person is actually an, a complete and total idiot. Right. To think that they can't see this picture of themselves and like deduce what it, what's happening mm-hmm. is, is ridiculous. So here, I'll bring it up and it's literally his world patrol agent on his horse and he has a hand on the Haitian mm-hmm. uh, immigrant. Yeah. And that said cord is not a whip. It's his reins.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: of course. And there's another picture, actually, from the other side. From the other side. shows it shows, and it it shows even, him grabbing it. It's kind of yeah. like that that picture of uh, Prince William. You ever seen that picture where Here it, it shows him it looks like he's giving the middle finger? But yep. but when you go to a side picture, it's actually him giving the OK sign or something uh-huh. like that. Yep. And they're like, this is, this is what happens when you jump to a conclusion really quick, right? Which the media loves to do, right? Yep. They love inciting getting everybody on the left riled up. I mean, they, they are the gatekeepers of the left, and they love to rile them up.
1: You know, I mean, well, th- this is what they live for, right? Like these these little photo sh- photo ops that that they can twist and you know manipulate into whatever you know, um, I guess narrative they want they yeah. want to spin, right? But you know, it just unravels with with the f- the smallest of facts and questions, you know, counter counter. Um, yeah. what is it? Counter. Yeah.
0: T- with well, with anything, okay. So, for instance, remember with um, mm-hmm. um, uh, the what, what's his name, uh, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Immediately, it went to. You know, uh, yeah, racism. It didn't even shoot anybody that was black. You no, were, but the, worst but the racist. narrative, the narrative
1: was like he shot a bunch of black people. Yeah, right?
0: worst racist in history. He shot all white people, you know. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and the people that he shot were like pedophiles. Pedophiles, I'm yeah. And they were actually during the riot were sh- were were screaming in his face like "shoot me" inward shoot me." N-word. And one tried to
0: actually <laughs> shoot him, who ha- who shouldn't have had a gun, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> a his his permit was uh, expired or something. Yeah. He shouldn't have had but a. But
0: this this is what the media, the the left media loves to do. They love to incite this this the the left base into. To being angry at something you know it's like and you always notice how it always seems to happen around election time
3: it's so oh, weird yeah.
0: like there's never any racist like like anytime a democrat is is the president or anything like that there's never any racism going on ever at all the country is completely clear of racism right. until a republican runs or a republican is sitting in, pre- in the presidency looking to run for reelection. then all of a sudden look at all the racism
3: yeah, yeah i think i think sorry go for it this is their overall political strategy, right? They are the champions of the minority. If the minorities don't have a problem, then they have no one to vote for them. Hmm. So they have to manufacture racism problems when it doesn't exist. They can't call out minorities who are successful business owners. Uh, they have to talk about the systems against them, and it's everyone's in poverty. They can't talk about... Um, protection or charities are working they have to talk about how everything's not working so they can keep a vote um if the Everything's
1: prob- the, the the quote is systemic right yeah it's, it's systemic. systemic everything's a problem that that daddy government needs to solve but i think you're still right brian i mean i, I think the least racist year uh, years ever were when barack obama was president I mean, there was no, race, there was no racism whatsoever. Left, yeah. <laughs>
0: according to the left. Well, you remember when, when Donald, when uh, Donald Trump was in the presidency, right. Mm-hmm. And of course the, my, the, the, the border becomes a big issue again. Right. Look at all these, these children in cages.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Those were pictures from the Obama presidency. Those were yep. Obama cages. He did that. Now we've talked about this before, right. I've, I've always said, yes, I support the border patrol separating children from, anybody coming across the border because you don't know who these people are the border patrol has said it many times Mm -hmm. they don't know who these people are right Mm -hmm. you don't know if these are 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 coyotes that are just bringing kids across we don't know if they're their relatives or not and in fact a lot of these kids and women that are coming across the border are being raped they're being trafficked sexually trafficked yes and so when you you know for the safety of the kids you pull them away and sit there and be like okay who are these people you know do you know these people right Hopefully. Yeah, I
1: think uh, what's his name, Ed Calderon. Um, oh yeah, he's a he kind of like a um, permissive environment uh, specialist, mm-hmm. a survival specialist. He he's gone on, on on several podcasts and he's he's talked about how like you know these uh, these cartel members and coyotes will bring bring with them along you know a child or something that was sent from Guatemala by himself right mm-hmm. on these caravans, um, and they'll use him as a shield to get into the country. Um, because right now the, the atmosphere is permissive for it, right? It's like, it's like free entry for, for anybody who has a child. And when they separate them and they start asking questions, even before that, they can like see, you know, the relationship between the child and the adult, how they're behaving, you know, he's just, and he just shows like, there's like different color wristbands that they put on different kids and things like that. And it's just, it's, it's horrible, man. Well, all
0: this does too, is this, this, this focuses on is the left's angst for one law enforcement and two anything that has to deal with immigration yeah
1: well, I mean, do you guys remember AOC's uh, photo op? She's at the board at uh, the <laughs> at the cages, yeah. and she's like all in white, and she's just like bent over, like just crying her eyes out. It and par- it was a complete and total <laughs> a just photo
2: lot.
0: op. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and
1: but, then full of crap. But nobody calls her out on this stuff except for the you know for for conservatives. But mm-hmm. then they just like the story just dies down. Nobody like puts lights of fire into it or anything, you know. And like obviously AOC never comments on it. The left never says anything. Her party doesn't you know discipline her well, or whatever. She's well, just like let 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 run loose man well what's
0: the basis for this you know you know what's your take on this the basis for the left going against you know or or riling up people against border patrol
3: uh well they want more immigration to come in so they have more of a voter base wait wait, wait, wait. be clear about this immigration illegal immigration right so i mean what does it benefit from them to get more illegal immigration coming in why not make policies that streamline our current immigration policies? You right. know? People take five, ten years working a job in order to get certified citizenship. I'm sure. all for more immigration. Why not oh, we absolutely 100%. why don't we get those policies in line? What's the benefit Except of for you, Mike? For <laughs> <nephew?
2: laughs> <Screw> you. <guys. laughs> I guess it,
3: it comes along the lines that they want more people to depend on the government. Barack Obama thought it was great that um, they increased the amount of people on welfare. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we got more people on welfare. That's a success. That's a terrible metric for success. You want less people on Mm -hmm. it. But if they have more people depend on the state, then they can have more people voting on them when they want. And illegal immigrants come dependent on the state, even though they don't pay taxes. So it is an insustainable um, process. Well, it's it's also
0: a fact recently, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't mean to cut you off, but... The, all of these illegal uh, uh, aliens that are coming across the border, the Biden administration is busing them into red areas. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night, yep. they're busing them into red areas. They're flying them and dropping them off in places like Florida and red states. Uh, th- thankfully, you, you <laughs> saw this little Greg thing. Abbott? Yeah, he was, yeah. like busing them to, to, to Washington. But you know what they did? They grab them
3: up and they bust them back out of Washington. Yeah, I mean, it 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 had to happen immediately. Yeah, they don't don't want them in the D.C. Yeah, no way.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you out. (laughs) No, you're
3: fine. I remember when Biden first became president and they were trying to show pictures of all these illegal immigrants sharing one room. They were stacked side to side in the middle of a COVID outbreak. Mm. And uh, they were trying to take pictures of this, try and report on it. And uh, they didn't let them take any any pictures. Ted, Ted Cruz actually
0: went. Yeah. Walked in. And it was like, I'm, I'm,
3: I'm going to yeah. take pictures of this stuff. And you saw them and they're trying
0: to keep him out of there. And he's like, I'm, I'm a sitting U.S. senator. I want to take a picture of this stuff. I want to see this stuff. We need to show the people what you're doing here. You say COVID is such a big issue, but yet you
3: have all these people packed in here like cattle. Mm-hmm. You know, no, 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 no. You can't see this. Yeah. Talking about numbers, immigration-wise, just counting legal immigration. We accept 50% of the world's immigration. I thought it was more than that maybe it's, it's probably like, it's probably more man it's around they're all 50 60 percent they're, the right. yeah. <laughs> they're coming here for the racism coming here for the racism that's all 300 or so countries in the world we're the one that accepts above half of that tracking legally we accept more refugees and uh, there is some debate about how many immigrants you a country can support some people say it has a racist background other people don't but there are a certain amount of taxes and benefits and and things you need to do for a first-generation immigration. That's why we have to kind of pick, and we are allowed to be a little bit choosy because we have to support these people. Illegal immigration, we're supporting these people, and they're not paying taxes, and it really screws up the system. You cannot do this indefinitely. There is a reason why we have a set amount of people we allow, and we push that to the brink. Well, if you look at uh,
0: history, um, there's, you know, any nation that falls and most of the time that you usually look at the history of the Roman empire, right? That's usually the standard
1: that you look Mm -hmm. towards for immigration wise. for anything for for the
0: collapse of 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 a a nation right um you call them an empire the united states is not an empire but you can you say that whatever colloquially that's fine i also call it a democracy and we're not a democracy either but um one of the issues this wasn't the sole issue but it was one of the issues it's like you know a chair you take one of the legs out the chair becomes extremely unstable well if you allow legal immigration you just allow people to come in you know from anywhere to to for whatever reason, well, that was part of the reason why the Roman Empire collapsed. Now you can sit there and say, it's like, well, what about before, you know, 200 years ago, you know, when people were coming to Ellis Island, when people were coming to the United States unchecked? Well, you, you know what you also had? And in, in, uh, Thomas Sowell talks about this. You had massive outbreaks of, of disease, mm-hmm. right? Smallpox, whatever you name it, they, it was, and because
1: a mixing bowl of it, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, same thing now, right? Remember, they were asking John Genzack, "Well, are these people going to be tested for COVID?" No, no. <laughs> they're, well, actually uh, get, they're actually
1: getting they're uh, actually getting iPhones or yeah. smartphones. Uh, uh, but, but uh, to reiterate on the, on the Rom, on the Roman Empire one, I think I think what you know what immigration did is ultimately change the culture. Oh, absolutely yeah. of the empire, and that's what brought the downfall of it, right? I think the. The capita of 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 immigrant Roman uh, citizens became uh, higher than you know native, natively born uh, citizens, right? And so the culture shifted, politics shifted with it, of course, you know. And then everything just falls yeah, down. It was that,
0: the so. Goths and the Visigoths, right? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, they they actually the Romans in the beginning were moving them into the borders and and, and bringing them in because they needed they needed tax revenue, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> needed, needed money to, them to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, you you're, you're, you're seeing that here too. It's like and don't get me wrong. It's like uh, Blake. I'm with you 100. I want more immigration. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I but the streamline the process. Here's the thing. You know. Okay. But right. The thing is, uh, I want people to come to this country. Uh, this is this. Okay. I believe there are Americans born all over the world. Right. Mm, in spirit. Because it's an ideal, right? Yeah. America. It's only one thing. It's an ideal, right? Uh, of of freedom, of liberty, of and God we trust, right? it's on our coin. It's on our money. Okay. It's, it's called the, uh, the American Trinity and it's coined by, um, uh, Dennis Prager. Okay. Mm -hmm. The American Trinity. And these people that are born all around the world, you know, strive to come to one place, the United States, and they should be able to come right. Go through the process. Now I think our process is horse crap. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Now, you know, my ex-wife, you know, she, she's from the Dominican Republic and, we had to go through this lengthy process of her becoming a U.S. citizen, which she ultimately did become a U.S. citizen. But, man, it was expensive. There was so much red tape. There was so much, you know, two steps forward, five steps back. The government would lose paperwork all the time. (laughs) And – you know, and and we went through arguably one of the easiest processes because she was married to an American citizen, right? Mm-hmm. So we went through the, the fiance visa process, which was a whole lot easier. But you also have the student visa process, you have work visas, and all this stuff. But I still think that the process of becoming a U.S. citizen is really it needs to be reformed. I'm not saying that anybody should just be able to come in, and I say this for another reason. I'm a member of fraternity, I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity incorporated from my college, right? And, you know, I've always argued, I go, you know, if you believe in illegal immigration, we should, we also believe that anybody should just be allowed in my fraternity. Anybody should just, you know, you just say, I just want to be a member of the fraternity. So therefore I'm a member of the fraternity. I could put on the nail. you. I can wear the letters. No, absolutely not. You didn't earn it.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, you have
0: to earn that. Now, yes, becoming a U.S. citizen should be earned, right? It's a privilege. It should be earned. It shouldn't be the, the government quandary crap hole that it is right now, right? Because we need to also know that are you are you fleeing crimes you know or, or do you owe money to your country or to somebody um are you bringing diseases here you know it's like w- what what's going on you know but
1: are you an enemy of the state right? sure right yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah you know do you, do you plan to come here and turn on us and 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 mm-hmm. infiltrate the country and do bad things
1: I mean I think also like do your do your culture beliefs and moral beliefs and you know spiritual beliefs completely you know disassociate with the american american way of, way of life.
0: Well and that's the difference between a lot of the immigrants now that we're seeing compared to immigrants 150 years mm-hmm. ago because mm-hmm. those immigrants came here knowing full well they would land on their face if they weren't successful, right? Yeah. They had it was on them.
1: Yeah, it was all about hard work, determination, yeah. you know, the There was no, the government, drive to there was no government handout. Yep. I think yeah. yeah, I think I think the like the 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 true american dream was like a clean slate, mm-hmm. right? Up until a certain point. Sure. After that, it just became political and, you know, it's just, you know, trying to get away from whatever other problems that you had in life. But I mean that clean slate, man. These these generations of families have come to the United States and and just absolutely have leapfrogged, you know, you know generational wealth in their families, you know, beyond measure where they could have done it in their home yep. countries. And that's 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 the whole thing, right? You can come to America,
3: income and, mobility,
1: yeah, and you and you can and you can have a better way of life for your children, for your yep. family, for your descendants, you know, and 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 build on that and so forth and so forth and so forth. Um, but I think that's gotten lost, man. It's it's gone. It's gone. The, the the idea the dream has has been um has been uh, what what is it called uh, like infected it's been um,
3: washed down watered down diluted
1: yeah it's been like diluted it's just been like a, it's just been taken over by, by these like crappy ideals of of the america becoming something different right and you know being an immigrant myself it's 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 really sad to see it man i mean everything's just changing exponentially when it comes to immigration yeah. man
3: are you first generation second generation what do you mean immigration? Immigrants caught in quasi.
1: Yeah, I'm like. I guess I would be like first in, first generation. I would call myself first yeah. generation because I came with my parents, right?
3: You came with your parents. Yeah, so, so first generation. From your parents' perspective, what part? Hard- terrible. Hmm? Your English is terrible, by the way. See. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had like a fake mustache to wear this. <laughs> from from your uh, perspective, what was hmm. the biggest bottleneck of the immigration process? What was like the hardest step? I think it's I think it's the
1: culture, you know, learning language, you know, adapting, mm-hmm. you know, integrating to society. Um, so it
3: wasn't any part of the governmental p- process? No, I don't think so.
1: I mean, immigration now compared to what it was what like 20 years ago mm-hmm. is completely different. Absolutely different. I think it's more political now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well,
0: uh, like, you know, we're both from California, you know? Oh, yeah. And especially like SoCal, right? Uh, I, I'm from San Francisco, but, you know, I was stationed down in like Camp Pendleton and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, down in San Diego, LA area. But what do you notice about the culture out there, right? The Hispanic culture out there? It's like, you see everything all the posters are in spanish uh yep. a lot of the a lot of the tv networks are in spanish uh
1: store names are in spanish all that kind of stuff yep. yeah so
0: you don't you don't have this uh this embrace of you know learning the culture of the u.s right so if you're mm-hmm. not speaking a language that's that's an issue with not embracing the culture yeah you know like well, one of the other things i saw living in arizona too what i would see was that you know that you would see people out there waving the, the Mexican flag, you know, and it's like we're dreamers, and we want we just we demand to be U.S. citizens and this and that. It's like you should not be waving the Mexican flag; you should be waving the U.S. flag if you want to be taken seriously.
1: Yeah, that's that's the problem, man. A lot of these, a lot of people that come here, they want to keep their their full identity of of their previous country mm-hmm. where they come from, right? And it's like that's that's just wrong. Like you come here for a reason, right? You come here to become American. If you're going to become American, become American. Oh. There's no shame whatsoever, in – and embracing your where where you come mm-hmm. from, your ethnicity, you know your home country, whatever it is, you know your ancestry. There's absolutely yeah. no shame in that whatsoever. But if if you're if you put that at the forefront instead of the country that you're living in, yeah. you know of of, of where you, you know the the country that's protecting your way of life, that's providing for you, you know, a job, your security, all that kind of stuff. Then that's 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 something that I completely disagree with. But I think I think that. That Mentality, I think it's the small percentage of people like the dreamers, right? Most dreamers are not like that, they embrace the American mm-hmm. way of life. Like, if you talk to them, you're like, you're mm-hmm. like, What, what are, you? are you? Are you, let's say, Guatemalan, Mexican, or are you American? It's like, Oh, I'm American, you know, I grew up here, I learned, you know, English was my first sure. language, all that kind of
3: stuff. Have so. you ever referred to yourself as Mexican American? Oh, hell no, yeah. Well, Teddy <laughs> See,
0: Roosevelt said there's no such thing as a hyphenated American, yeah, right? there's not, absolutely yeah. not. Um, well, it's, it's
1: complete. It's complete. Yes, man, because they just want to they just want to put you in um, in another different checkbox. Right. Sure. That they can put a different demographic on you. Well, and that's that's stupid. Well,
0: European immigrants coming to this country, you know, because th- th- this is one of the things the left likes to tout too. It's all like, you know, well, we had we had unabashed open borders for European Americans coming over in, you know, the early 18th, 1800s. Right. Well, the thing is, is that when those immigrants came over, yes and no. When those immigrants came over, you know what they did? If you were Irish and you spoke Gaelic, they refused the the, the parents refused to let their kids speak Gaelic. You had to learn English. You had to speak English. You can only if speak you, your home language at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, if if you spoke if you came over and you spoke German, nope. If you came yeah. over and you spoke Dutch, nope. You need us. You need to speak English. In fact, they even made it easier to say their last names. Right? Mm-hmm. We're going to sit there and shorten our names. My last name is difficult to say. I'm not going to say it on, on air. You can go look it up or whatever. But I'm sure at some point, my name, was, my last name was different. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people they sit there and they could look at their names. Their names have been shortened, easier to pronounce. You know, I'm not saying to do that. What I'm just saying is that they they embraced this country and they wanted their kids to be to have the easiest time possible assimilating, mm-hmm. right? Even themselves, right? And this is the only country in the world where, where when you become a U.S. citizen, you are now a U.S. citizen.
2: Yeah.
0: If you go to Japan and you become a Japanese citizen, right, let's say you're from the United States, you're always going to be an American. If you go to Germany and you're from anywhere else but Germany and you become a German citizen, you're always going to be from wherever else you, you're from. If you go to Mexico and you're from, from wherever country you're from, you're never going to be a Mexican citizen. Yeah. You never it's never going to happen. The United States is the only place where, where this is where this is uh, thought of. It's, it's a unique idea. But to get back to the to to the language, um, we have a topic here that I want to get back to. And this was original one I was supposed to talk about with Maxine Waters. Apparently, she's big in my topics today for some <laughs> reason. So so Maxine Waters accuses Alabama Governor Kay Ivey of plain racist ignorance after Ivey says that people will have to learn Spanish if Biden keeps sending illegal immigrants to, into states. So, uh, this is from the blaze. Um, uh, Ivy, who is currently seeking re-election issued a campaign ad in which she said that if president Joe Biden continues sending illegal immigrants into our States, everyone will need to learn Spanish. My message is to Biden. No way. Jose, <laughs> <laughs> I, I <laughs> Ivy declares in the ad during an appearance on MSNBC water slammed the Alabama governor. This is plain racist ignorance in your face. The Congresswoman declared, we don't have time to deal with that kind of stupidity and that kind of ignorance. So, of course, <laughs> Ivy had to respond. <laughs> There's nothing racist with telling the truth about disaster Joe Biden is causing with illegals invading our country. I'm not going to be lectured by a liberal congresswoman from California. We'll handle our business in Alabama.
1: I like how the white lady was from Alabama and the black, black lady from California. <laughs> well,
0: but the thing is, is like, okay, is it racist to demand? Not necessarily demand. Is it racist to... Re- to expect. To, to expect, expect that you learn the language of the country you're going to live in. Right. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've traveled all over the world. I went to Portugal. You know what I did before I went to Portugal? I was looking up words, how to say certain words, you know, abregado. so at least that way, if I, you know, if I got help with something, I could say, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've learned Spanish obviously because my, my spouse was Hispanic, you know, so I learned Spanish. Um, but anywhere you go, you, you try to learn the language to fit in a little bit. You know, but it seems that on the left, it's like it's always pushed against. No, you, you shouldn't have to learn English. That's racist. But it, yeah, right. Yeah. It's racist to ask them to learn to speak English. Now, the United States doesn't have a national language, right? Like a, a lot of countries have national language, like candidates, English and French, right? It's actually like a national language.
1: I don't know, man. I would disagree. I would say the national language is English. No, no, but I'm saying
0: it's not written in the Constitution. It's not. It's
1: not officially written. No, yeah, but sure. it's it's understood. No, I mean, I. I. I
0: I actually think you should learn another language. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that in the United States, it's a unique place where we do have a lot of Hispanics here and learning Spanish would be beneficial to you, mm-hmm. right? But I also, th- I also know for a fact, I know people who can't speak English that have lived in this country for over 20 years and they are completely dependent on their spouse mm-hmm. for everything because they can't speak
3: English. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they
0: couldn't have learned. They just refuse to.
3: Yeah. That's on you. Yeah. Uh, of these uh, encounters along the border with uh, um, illegal immigrants uh, in the past 12 months, the percentage of repeat offenders doubled from 14% to 28%. These uh, repeat offenders were kicked out of this country because they were sex offenders or previously convicted of a crime. They were kicked out, 28% returned, which is a massive increase. So when we talk about a border crisis, these are people we, we don't want. They're, they are felons. I mean, we're not saying all of them are felons, but the ones we've kicked out who are felons, they are coming back and it's getting worse. The rate at which they're coming back is getting worse. Well, uh, I have a question for you, Mike,
0: and you know, not mm-hmm. to go too far down the rabbit hole, but why does it always seem that the United States can't enforce its, its immigration policy, but every other country in the world can? For instance, if you were to sit there and say to somebody on the left, well, why don't we just have an immigration policy like Mexico?
2: Mm.
1: The fact is Mexico is actually <laughs> very, <laughs> very strong on immigration. Yes, <laughs> extremely. They actually, uh, their southern border with Guatemala, they're actually like very, very, um, very tight on immigration. But the thing is these, the, the push for immigration from South America to Mexico and then, you know, ultimately to the U.S. is just so massive. And not just that, it's a business, hmm. right? The cartels, you know, so even some people, I would say Mexican government officials actually facilitate it to a well, point why, to, why, to, why, to get
0: money for it. but why does the left in the in the media feed into this narrative that the United States has no right to protect its borders I mean, it's, or, it's to, a, or to allow who it wants in
1: it's a complete lie the the fact is that they have the the border open on purpose that's just what it is but why oh it's because they they want to get more more uh, people here um and be beholden to them so that they vote for for their party
0: but right. we we've already we've already done a study, right? Or we didn't do a study, but we've seen studies on the Hispanic population where they're they're it's 50-50 now, Democratic Oh, yeah, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's this is something I wanted to bring up, you know, the Republican party for years and years, man, have always been very anti I wouldn't say completely anti-immigration, but you know, for for good for good reason they they've been it. They they kind of they, they know the problems there and they'll they'll fuss up every once in a while and then they'll die down mm-hmm. and kind of keep the status quo right? and they'll they'll let the democrats keep keep doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if they would just just put an inkling of, of of effort into like embracing kind of like the the immigrant demographic, especially mm-hmm. the like, like Latinos, as we saw like Latinos for Trump you know the the latino community like was hugely popular for trump oh yeah and compared to previous years or any other candidate but if the gop would just i don't know man i, I don't know if they would just push for immigration reform for a, a certain way you know kind of revamp the immigration system or something man i think i think the democratic party would just completely collapse yeah their entire narrative everything they do their entire platform everything would completely collapse without the the support of, of the uh, the immigrants in this country.
0: Oh, if you just take out the leg of racism from the Democrats, they're done, right? Yeah, you that's don't have those the, those exactly. race hucksters. Like well, uh, what's it name?
1: <laughs> what what's hilarious is that they always they always tout that like oh, you know, racism is is, is the problem in this country. What they don't understand is that other ethnicities like Mexicans. Like, like Asian people and stuff like that, <laughs> that can be extremely racist. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> extremely racist. And that's not saying that that's, that that goes across the board, nor does it say that I'm racist because I, I am not whatsoever. Well, well, <laughs> no, I'm not. But, but unfortunately right. the culture, the culture is that though. Yeah. Like, you know, like besides, besides the United States cultures are very anti, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say against just black people, but just against any other ethnicity, you yeah, know, they want to keep their, the national identity, their, 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 you know, ethnic. Homogeneity. Uh, identity. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And it's something that is completely like last over by, by the left. Right.
3: Internal tribalism has been part of human psychology exactly. ever since they existed. Right. Yeah. So you always root for your own team. You're always a little bit implicitly biased towards your own team. And, you know, bias is just another word for preference. And we all have preferences. We all have biases. The only problem is when you allow those biases to melt into your big, important decisions, who to hire, who to make friends with. And there are tricks you can do to get over those implicit biases. But just because you have implicit bias doesn't mean you have systematic racism or that you are racist. And uh you know, it's being just, part of a melting pot it's just your white privilege, All right, right? Coming out. I mean, it's it's hilarious though,
1: but it's true. I mean, you know, cl- you know, uh, I, w- I would you know, like ethnic minorities and stuff will like you know just come together, yeah. whether it be at work, yeah. you know, community or anything like that. In my previous job, we I worked in warehousing and things like that for, for audiovisual, and our, our warehouse in Philadelphia was pretty much dominant, like 98 point, you know, nine or 99.9 percent <laughs> like Russian or like, you know, from yeah. from Eastern Europe. Yeah. Right? And they they spoke like Russian in the warehouse. Sure. And there was like one or two that would only speak English. Right. And so it's, and you know, if you, and if you go to like California, it'd be like, you know, you know, Hispanic and, and so on and so on. It's just it's hilarious. But it's true. You know, you always gravitate towards, you know, the cultural, you know, people that you know yeah, or, uh, or the culture, you know, like, you
3: know. There's a free modeling program for uh, behavioral analysis you can download, and there's a model that's based off of small decisions that you want to be on. If you just have like, I don't know how you measure this, but let's say you have a 10 or 15% preference towards your own group, just that slight 10 15% preference will collaborate people into their own respective groups, oh, and yeah. you have community gatherings. It doesn't take much for you to want to be around your own group. And it's not necessarily... Bad thing. oh you see it in, yeah. you see it in in in
0: high school clicks, oh, yeah. right yeah. you see the jocks hanging out with the jocks you mm-hmm. see the preps hanging out with the preps the skaters hanging out with the skaters right you know is that biased <laughs> well yeah it is yeah, right it's a, yeah, absolutely you're, you're you're putting likes with likes you're t- you, you you tend to fall into those areas that you, that are you seem more alike right
1: that you share beliefs with
3: sure yeah. whether it be social moral or you know spiritual whatever political yeah. and the only problem is when you start boiling bullying or hating the other group. Then that becomes a
1: problem. As long as you can all hang out, it's no but problem. But that's human nature like you said, right? Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be things that you're you know authentically opposed to, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be things that you just <laughs> don't want to do or don't want to be around, and there's nothing wrong with that. But
0: what makes what makes it easier to fit in with one of these groups, right? Speaking the language of that group. Yeah. Whatever that language may be, you know, you get a bunch of Beckys together and they have a certain way that they talk. Well, that's their language, right?
1: Or like connotations that they say or like, you know, slang or whatever it is, right? Yeah. 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 You'll, you'll fit in better if uh, you well, actually
0: speak the language. Sure. Well, I mean, coming from the West Coast and slowly moving out towards the East, South. Oh, so different, huh? Well, uh, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is like you adapt to the language and you start picking it up. I notice in the South, you start picking up a Southern, you know, a Southern twang a little bit, you know, like some people ask me sometimes, like, where are you from? Because it's like- you you have this California accent, you but then from? you get this Midwest, <laughs> and then you have you know you have some Southern slurs, and I'm just like I've been all over the U S. Man, you Damn. pick that stuff up, yeah. but it's how you fit in, and we can't, we know this better, you know you know you know who knows this better than anybody, Hillary Clinton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, she loves dude. to come
0: out with you know the certain slang depending on who she's talked to, and it's usually with black folks, and right? And people are
1: just like staring at her, like,
0: what? Yeah, it's all it's always cringe though, right? With her, it's always cringe because it's not it's not. It's not true, right? Yeah. Like, if you're actually truly trying to fit in, you know, there's a difference. You can tell, you know.
1: Well, I mean, also like technology has kind of like shifted everything, right? Now everything's recorded and on the internet. So like back in the day, like you could you could change your accent from from country to, I mean, from uh, from state to state, mm-hmm. whatever. You, you and spoke only the right?
3: local group will be cringed out. <laughs> by exactly.
1: It. But now it's like all over the all over the yeah. internet. But
3: so. Hillary gets a pass. She has trauma from being under sniper fire, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, to, to, get, to get back on to what we were talking about with, with the language.
0: Um, so, you know, we, we, we heard uh, Maxine Waters saying mm-hmm. that, you know, that's racist, that the the, the uh, governor of Alabama will say that, you know, maybe you should start learning Spanish, which I arguably agree. You should probably should start learning Spanish, maybe even Chinese, you know, yeah. whatever. Learn another language. Uh, but uh, the Guardian says we need to be careful about demanding migrants speak English. Now, This is in the UK, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But they said it seems sensible. It's it seems a sensible expectation, but policing people on their language abilities can come across as arbitrary and make anti-immigration sentiments and mask anti-immigration sentiments. It doesn't quantify how much English one must learn in order to be accepted into the eyes of those making the demands. For me, it sets the same uh, abominatory precedence as the phrase, I'm not racist, but the statement, I'm not anti-immigration, but they should learn English. If left unchallenged, can become a dangerous criterion by which some people decide which foreign nationals they tolerate and which they don't. When my ex came to the US, she could not speak English. Mm. We used to communicate through texting. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we talked, right? She could read and write English because that's what they taught her, right? Mm-hmm. But when she came here to the U.S., she could she, uh, literally – She, you knew her. I mean, yeah. uh, even now, her, her English is great. But, oh, it's on point. Yeah, but yeah. She, she worked at it, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's the thing. When she came here, her thing was don't say anything to me but English. Mm-hmm. I, I Nothing, right? Everything she watched was in English. Everything she heard was in English. And I remember <sighs> there was a breaking point. We were, we were at church. And she was sitting next to me and all of a sudden she just like started crying, right? And, you know, it's not unusual to see someone crying, but there wasn't specifically anything that the person that was talking about was saying that was emotional. And so I look at her and I'm like, why are you crying? And she was like, I understand everything, right? <laughs> but yeah. that, that breakthrough, that moment of clarity, now it's like, it's like you're in now, you got it, right? You, you can understand things now. But she took it upon herself to make sure that she knew the language because she needed to fit into the culture she needed to become employ, employable, right, because she wanted to start working. And she wanted to go finish her college education, which you have to be able to speak English to be able to get the college education here,
3: right? Um, and she went into a STEM field, no less.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, well, th- don't get me wrong. It's I- I've had many of professors in college that were that not their ling- English. was not their first language. Oh, I went yeah, yeah, calculus yeah. from this guy, and he barely spoke English. And calculus is hard. And calculus two was hard enough. Let alone this guy's accent. I was just like.
1: Uh, oh, man, I, re- I remember my dad, um, I think he, he learned how to speak English, um, one of those, like, super old school uh, learning um, things, I, f- I forgot what they, what, they, what they were called, but they came in, like, these big, uh, <laughs> like, blue cases, and I think he still had them, like, 10 years later, man, but it was just, like, it's hilarious, because they came in, like, like a hundred, like, a packet of a hundred, you know, and you mm-hmm. had to, like, go through all of them and stuff, and that's how you learned English, but... Well, dude, it's hilarious, man. Like how how, uh, you just got to put in the effort, man. And, and, you know, you get rewarded for that.
0: Well, here's the thing though, right? I was talking about when I traveled and I had learn a little bit of the language. Well, one of the things that I told my ex and what I tell anybody that that comes here to the U.S., it's like, just try. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be able to speak English perfectly. Just a couple words is all you need. And everybody, I'm, I'm I'm, telling you, 99.9% of the people who see you trying will give you 100% effort to help you with whatever you need. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know? Yeah, absolutely. If you don't try, you just like, uh, you know, you're just, you speak whatever language. You're not even going to try to speak English. It's like, well, why should I help you? You know? Yeah. Now, granted, most people are going to try. But I noticed that too. Even in Paris. And I, I almost refuse to try to speak any French whatsoever. <laughs> but, you know,
3: you, you
0: pick up a couple language, you know, you know, especially when you're getting a taxi or something like that. You try to just get a couple words here and there. And even the French, as, as, as you know, rough as they may be, yeah. much rougher than the U.S. I don't care what anybody says about the United States. <laughs> the United States is one of the easiest places in the world to live, to get along, to communicate in. But even just doing a couple words here and there. Got me a long way. Same thing, like I said in Portugal, you know, just being able to say abrégado, you know, it's like, and then, and then tweak it a little bit, right? Learn, learn the the flow of the word, right? Mm -hmm.
3: It must have been very difficult to be in France and try to learn how to speak surrender.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so or or just or just (laughs) voilà. That's French for
0: (laughs) voilà. (laughs) Voilà. But yeah, it it goes a long way just to put in a little effort. Okay, so. Um, here are five reasons why you should learn the language of your host country. This is why Maxine, why Maxine Waters is wrong. Okay. Number one, it makes life abroad 10 times easier. Asking for directions, knowing where, knowing where to buy your groceries. Uh, what question to ask when you're buying certain things, interacting with somebody during an emergency, learning the culture, understanding politics, Mm -hmm. these key things just by learning the language is going to help you for miles.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, learn, have, having knowledge of the language to a certain degree also helps you, you know, avoid uh, being taken advantage of. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, racism does exist. Yep. We're not saying it doesn't it in does. every country, every country, every culture. You know, I think like the what is the consider the most racist city in the world is Tokyo <laughs> I, or I lived Seoul. In, I lived in Japan. Seoul. Asians exactly. are extremely racist. But anyway, each other. <laughs> <laughs> but I was saying, you know, like. Being taken advantage of, I mean, you know, like imagine you're, you're buying, you're trying to buy a house or something like yeah. that, you know, and the realtor's racist, you know, it's trying to take advantage of you, blah, 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 right? Like if you can't even read what the contract says, you know, you have to get it translated and all that stuff. It's just more work, right? But oh, they're just a bad person. Yeah. It's just a bad person. But at the same time, it's like, it's up to you to take care of yourself and your family.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. A, a crook is going to try to take advantage of anybody, regardless of whatever reason, it doesn't necessarily have to be racism. They're just going to try to take advantage of the situation. Right. You know? I mean
2: I mean that's
1: I, that's that's their job that's what they do. Yeah, when right? I
0: when I lived in Japan, you know, how, being able to speak a little Japanese went a long way, especially when you got a honcho, a cabbie. That's not a racist term. Uh, you'd get a honcho, you know, and they'd take you somewhere, and then they'd sit there like any honcho would try to do. It's like I'm gonna try to get a couple more bucks out of you. It's like no, 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 dude.
1: Yeah, like any other country, man. And if they know you're a tourist, like I think I heard it like in Paris a lot. If they know if you know they know you're a tourist, they charge you more for
0: everything. Oh, when I went yeah. to the Dominican Republic, same thing. I went to a store. I was looking at some stuff I wanted to buy. My ex was like, she walked me out of the store. She's all like, you know what? Wait right here. She's like, I know what you want. I'm going to go get it. I was like, so she went in, got it, came back out. She's like, she's like, that guy was going to take complete advantage of oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Gracious. <laughs> yeah. they Muchas. All right. So here, I guess in our next one, proficiency in more than one language makes you more employable. Right. Yeah. Talked about that earlier. Yeah. All right. I, I I don't know. One of our great friends in our church, right. Besides you speaks Spanish and English. Mm-hmm. That makes him extremely employable in the job that he does. Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody comes along, there is an emergency, whatever, he could speak Spanish, you know.
1: And he can kind of understand all the other romantic languages to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 But okay. I mean, also, I mean, immigra- immigrants, you know, they, they contribute a ton to the economy, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of, Most most of the undesirable jobs are unfortunately done by, by immigrants, yeah. right? And that's... I think that's also something that's... There's debatable below. on that on that. It's it's slightly debatable but I think the the figures do skew towards towards that. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they don't, they don't completely dominate it, you know, 100% but sure. I think it is like well, probably a, like to 70-80% of yeah, it.
0: Yeah, low education uh, uh you know, repetitive jobs mm-hmm. where it's like you don't you know, anybody could do it from the age of like 13, you know. Yeah.
1: I mean if if you were if you were if you were to ask somebody like, "Oh, who who does all the free picking in California?" You're going you're gonna to say Mexicans, right? right. I mean, it's oh, just oh, the way oh, it is. Oh,
0: let me ask you this. Right now, if you were to ask the question, what what race are our gardeners?
1: Latinks. Okay.
0: <laughs> now, if you would have asked somebody that same question 60 years ago in California, you know what they'd say? Mexicans? Asian. Oh, Asian. Really? vast majority of gardeners in, in, in like California. Like landscaping and stuff? Everything. Oh. We're Asian.
2: Thomas Thomas
0: Soul talked about that in his book in uh, Ethnic America. Really? Yep, they were Asian.
3: Just goes in the cycles.
0: Did they
2: get? Does, did they get like exactly, pushed out exactly, or, well, or like generational yep, wealth? They, like
0: they, they, they kind of start they move out, out of it, right? Yep. So in yep. in in uh, New York, it was the same thing. You know, A- every generation that came in, so the Irish, right? Irish did all the crap jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then after the Irish, then it was like I think the Italians came and did all the crap jobs. Um, there's also two different groups of Jewish that would come over, right? There is mm-hmm. the first group of Jews that came over from uh, like more central Europe, and then later on from Russia,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: Okay. Now the ones that came over from Russia, the Jews that first came over before that from like central Europe, did not like each other, right? You know, but same thing, they did the crap jobs, mm-hmm. right? Every every uh, uh, immigrant class that comes over here starts out doing those jobs mm. because it's it's your easiest way to get in, yeah. You know, um,
1: you have something to say. Go ahead. Luke?
3: I was just gonna make a comment about you said white privilege earlier. Mm-hmm. What about Asian privilege? Better scores? No,
1: that's white privilege now, man. So, <laughs> oh, sorry. that's the
3: same white privilege.
1: Or <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> it's <laughs> so true though. Oh, no, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, again, make Tom, more
0: money. Thomas Soul for the win, man. He just knocks it out of the park. He he actually he he writes in, in one of his books. I I forget which one it is. Racism and and culture or something like that. It's it's one of his more newer books. He talks about and he he lists out all of the ethnicities that mm-hmm. produce more than whites do mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. the contrast is always i know we're going down the rabbit hole on this but you <laughs> brought it up the contrast is always they always pit whites mm-hmm. versus blacks yeah it's always those two against each other and then
1: and then hispanics in the middle yeah,
0: yeah. right well they try to do now is they try to almost kind of they, they, they're too. trying yeah. to clump it but yeah hispanics don't like that yeah but they, <laughs> they yeah but they, they never you know thomas Sowell brought this up he goes he goes well what's white and what's black right Someone from Italy does not consider themselves a, a white compared to somebody like if, if you're from Ireland, Yeah, yeah. two different cultures, right? Yep. Well, somebody who's from the Bahamas doesn't consider themselves African, right? Or Nigeria, or look at the different countries in Africa, right? They don't, con- they, they, some, a lot of them don't get along, right? Mm-hmm. They don't consider each other the same, you know, culture. I am
3: pretty sure first, second generation Nigerian <laughs> immigrants
0: outproduce whites, I- outproduce whites. Yep. But, but you're always going to sit there. They're always going to sit there and say, well, blacks as a whole, right? Because Nigerian immigrants would be a small portion of the population. Yeah, when I when think we, it's
1: also Indian American now from like um, India, right? From, dude, from Asia.
3: Yeah. yeah. When, when, when we think of comparing this group for white privilege, you have to think of like the underprivileged minority. Where do they usually live? Democratic controlled cities, Chicago, Suburbs, Detroit. Yeah. Like, do you have a lot of underprivileged blacks in suburban areas?
1: I don't think so. I mean, not demographically how it breaks down,
3: but I mean, I'm sure there is, you know, there's always a certain percentage, but the vast majorities are in these inner cities, which is a crapshoot of a lot of, but you know why though that,
1: that, why, why that is though, it's because those are subsidized housing, Mm -hmm. right? If you incentivize poverty in a certain minority set, then that's going to perpetuate that, right? Mm Um, if you incentivize mothers to, to not get married and, and and have kids on their own because of tax purposes and housing purposes, then that's that's just going to contribute more and more to poverty and, you know, degenerational wealth.
3: Yeah. Right. Did, did Thomas Sowell ever talk about maybe in the 60s, 70s, right before LBJ, how African-Americans were doing a lot better oh, with yeah. families, first of with all, first businesses? Of all, first
0: of all, we have to preface LBJ.
3: Screw that guy. <laughs> He, worst thing for minorities. Oh. You guys want
1: to? You guys want to explain just a little bit, but LBJ.
0: So he, he, you know, everybody always credits him with him with the civil rights, mm-hmm. right? Where he, go look it up. Go look up his quote about he'll he'll be having those, you know, what's voting Democrat for the next hundred years, and he uses the N word. right? that's the person that they always look to, saying that's the guy that did the civil rights when all when it goes all the way back to. Uh, uh, what's his name? Came President General um, Eisenhower. Civil so, rights actually goes back to General Eisenhower and the Republican Party, right? Of course, th- then they always have to sit there and say it flipped. Well, the party's flipped a yeah, bunch well, of uh, crap the, too. The Dixie, But the anyway, Dixie yeah. yeah but, right? but yeah. First, yeah. But 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 with um, um, President uh, Johnson, you know, screw that guy. He was yeah. a racist.
3: Out and out, flat out racist. Absolutely. Yeah. He wanted to destroy the families, make them mm-hmm. more dependent on the government to get the fathers out of the home. I know there was a lot of, you know, voting and other cultural problems in the 60s and 70s, but they had more success and stronger families back then than they do today. Which- you, know,
1: you know what other president uh, kind of spearheaded um, legislation against the. Targeting minorities.
3: Woodrow Wilson, Biden.
1: Oh, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> the crime bill. I mean, and oh, yeah, he, yeah. And yeah. I Everybody believe... forgets the crime bill. Yeah. And he also <clears> multiple <throat> times has said the N word
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> on record. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Oh yeah, let's
0: let's get back to this right here. Uh, five right. reasons why. Uh, you had a good point. We need to have just like a talk about Thomas Sowell one day. We we will. We'll
1: and and the and the historic flip between the parties. We should break it down. Oh, that would be which great. Is bull crap.
0: That's a lie. Anyway, so uh, uh, another reason why you should learn a language of your host country is communication leads to friendship. When in your host country, making friends with natives is likely an easier task when pursued in the local language, right? Uh, Cultural perspective. I'm going to speed through these last two because I got one more thing I want to talk about. Cultural perspective. Those individuals can then, in turn, share foreign, foreign news and provide ideas and opinions regarding current events and world culture to others who may be less informed in hopes of closing the apparent cultural gap. And number five, foreign language makes you smarter. It's been proven. People who can speak multiple languages have a higher IQ. Just and lower
1: lower chance of uh, developing Alzheimer's.
0: Exactly. It is significantly proven fact. Polyglots are significantly more intelligent than those who are monolingual. Learning a second or third or fourth language improves cognitive skill, creating critical thinking, and can even slow brain aging later on in life, as you said. The results of a study... Uh, conducted by researchers at the University of Edinburgh showed a disparity between the cognitive functions of monolinguals and multilingual individuals who were tested twice, early on in life, and then 65 years later. Those who learned one or more language during their lifetime, even during adulthood as opposed to childhood, displayed better cognition than those who only spoke English. Mm-hmm. This is why you should learn a second language, whether whether you are here in this country, for instance, in the United States, you should be learning a second language or at least trying to speak Know bits and pieces, or if you come to this country or any country, you should learn the host country's language. Yep. All right. All right, and then uh, we're going to get to our last one. This is from Bible Study Tools, the Tower of Babel. So, being saints and savages, we need to talk a little bit about religion. You know, mm-hmm. um, what can you two gentlemen
3: tell me about the Tower of Babel? They built a tower to try to get to heaven on their own efforts, or rather than by the covenants of God. Um, God did not like the display of trying to cheat into heaven, so he confounded their languages, and so they couldn't understand each other, so they fell.
0: Complete waste of time. I don't even have to read (laughs) the rest of this, but
3: yes, you are absolutely right. Genesis 11.4.
0: Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name of ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. The descendants of Noah were living in the area of Mesopotamia and Babylon. They settled in a land named... The population was growing, growing and they all spoke one language. The people decided to build a tall, proud symbol of how great they made their nation. The Babylonians wanted a tower that would reach to the heavens so that they could be like God and that they would not need him. They began constructing a great ziggurat. God did not like the pride and the arrogance of the hearts of the people. God caused the people to suddenly speak different languages so that they could not communicate and work together to build the tower. This caused the people to scatter across the land. The tower was named the Tower of Babel because the word Babel means confusion. This story is powerful reminder of how important it is to obey God's word and not think that when we can build a, su- a successful but godless life on our own. Now, will you say, well, doesn't that kind of coincide with what, what people are saying that you shouldn't have to learn the language? We shouldn't all speak one language. Well, God, he clearly said it. He, he wants you to speak in different languages so you're confused. Well, if you're confused and confounded, you can't work together as one to become powerful and successful as and, long as God is at the center of it.
1: And you can also um, discuss your differences. You know, you can also resolve issues with each other, mm. other people that speak a different language. You can't, you know, communicate your beliefs, your ideals, you know. And, I mean, the list goes on, you know, and that's, that's, I mean, that's a great reason to just be able to understand other people and other languages.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, the left is also changing the meaning of words and, and demanding oh, that gosh.
1: we learn them and know them and inventing words, <laughs> inventing words. That's, <laughs> that's the craziest thing, I mean, They're just inventing words. And you're just like, I mean, I can understand a word being invented for a certain reason or an item or something like that. But when they invent a word that's already been you know, there's already a word for that certain item or thing or concept. It's just liberal. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and. It's destroying
1: tanks.
2: Lo- yeah. <laughs>
1: How do you feel about that, Mike? Dude, I am. Um, <laughs> you can't understand. I'm pretty salty about it. Latinx. That <laughs> sounds like a Kleenex. Yeah. product. <laughs> no, it's a toilet paper. Grass <laughs> with <your> <laughs> it I for wanna, cleaning the crap out of you. Honey, where's the Latinx?
0: <laughs> yeah. You, which, which you know, the the romantic languages are. are Purely based off of male and female, yeah. <laughs> gendered oh, language.
1: I, I saw uh, on on the way here to the studio. As well, I was listening to a podcast, and they're like, <laughs> they somebody's like, I heard, I heard uh, in Spanish the how they say. Um, not non-binary in mm. Spanish. It's either the female or the male person. <laughs> <laughs> no binario or, or uh, la, um, labinaria or something like that. <laughs> and everyone's like just dying you about know. it. Well, there's another thing
0: about English though too, right? It's like they, they always, English is this, this white man's, you know, uh, white patriarchy language, yeah. right? English is an amalgamation of so many other languages.
1: And if you don't like it, just move somewhere else where they and 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 don't speak it. Don't
0: get, don't get me wrong. <laughs> English is an, an extremely difficult language Absolutely. to learn. Right? Uh, I, I've learned that, you know, it's like when you look at like Spanish, French, German, like they're it's backwards to me, but really, English is the one that's backwards. Yeah.
1: English is actually considered one of the hardest languages to learn. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least we don't have,
1: it's just a mixed mash of a ton of other languages. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, It's the bastardization of a lot of languages. At least we don't have tonal words,
2: I think. (laughs)
0: Just
2: bagging on the French today. (laughs) (laughs) Do French use tonal words?
0: Like, I forget what it is. Like, they
3: don't use, like, consonants or something like that. Or, yeah, something yeah, like, like that. Because, I, I mean, not to say that all those languages, most Asian languages are tonal. I know in, like... Um, I'll, I'll like, that, dude. I think <laughs> to, in Tagalog, let's see if I remember this, learned this at the MTC, my, my, my is no new silk. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's a uptone, downtone, or mountain tone. That would be hard, and that's very common in Asian mm-hmm. languages. But, you know, our English is difficult for other reasons. Where did you do, where did you do your... Um, um, mission, mission, yeah. South side of Chicago. So, oh.
0: so you got to learn English. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I learned something. <laughs> I wouldn't call it English. This movie would never get made. Have you ever seen it? Have you ever seen airplane? airplane? Yes. Do you do the, do part? the Ebonics yeah. part? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they would never make that today because it'd be racist. But yeah. So like, like there's, there's these couple of black guys on the airplane. Right. And they're speaking of Bonics, right? it, it, oh is, It's gosh. English, right? It's just, yeah, yeah. you know, it's slang. Yeah. Well, nobody can understand it, what they're saying, but there's this white old Mima sitting right next to him, and she just, she's like, she's like, oh, you know, the, like the stewardess was trying to help him or
3: something like that. She comes up with her little purse, and it's sort of just, uh, excuse me, I know a little bit of hypotonics. She's like, oh, bam. She's like, what you going to do? Flip in that back and they're like, grab my back. And they just go back and forth. You you
0: have to you have to look at the clip, go to YouTube, look up look up uh I
1: will. I've never heard of this. <laughs> airplane <great>. ebonics.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, but yeah it's south side of chicago yeah definitely a uh, language of its own i mean even, <laughs> yes. yeah even in
1: even in a country like like the united states there's just like different connotations slang I, like. I
0: had a missionary from from australia over at our house right and, and this is in georgia mm. uh, my dad's wife is a, she is a southern belle through and through she's from born and raised in, in central mm. georgia right and it she's got a georgia southern accent twang yeah. exactly right. yeah. so <laughs> he was over there for thanksgiving and <laughs> he speaks english of course right so we start we start we start having this conversation about something and like he just leans over to me because you know i don't have that southern playing all the way
3: and he's like what did she say i was like she's speaking english man (laughs) i remember we had my brother served in manchester england and we had one of his bishops over uh, with the english accent and their um slang completely different Mm -hmm. There were several times where I was like, what do you mean? Like, he kept saying, did you lay in today? I'm like, lay in. It's like, yeah, lay in. What are you talking about? He's like, you want to fight? You, <laughs> yeah, did <understand>. you <laughs> sleep in? you sleep
1: yeah. in? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I had the same thing when I lived in England. It was, it was like that I, I had to work at a grocery store and this guy's coming to me and he's like, I forget what he was asking me. He was asking me for uh, tomato paste, tomato paste. And I was like, tomato paste. I was like, what the hell is tomato paste? You know? <laughs> And, like, I can't have anybody help me because I'm the only American there. And I'm just like, what the hell is tomato paste? And I'm like, what's it look like? You know? And he's just like, it's like, he's like, it's a red bottle. You know? I was like, ketchup? And he's like, no, tomato paste. And and so we're we're walking around, and, and like, he finally sees it. He's like, yeah, right here. And it's Heinz ketchup. I was like, 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 it says ketchup on the bottle. He's like, yeah, it's tomato paste.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're just like about to shoot yourself you're like oh my
0: yeah but i mean i was there for almost a year and within a couple months i had picked it up like yeah, I, yeah. I knew what the slang was i you know a lot of it you know it's like when somebody's talking about a bird they're talking about a girl or know.
1: like or like a uh, spanglish as yeah. it, it has developed spanglish. in the last couple tech mix <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah my wife loves when i uh when i when i speak spanglish when i when i'm like oh i want trace tacos tacos <laughs> <laughs> trace tacos <laughs> or give me some agua or <laughs> some
0: Chalapanos jalapeños yeah. oh man yeah I, I i used to do that on purpose oh i still do that on purpose you just said, to piece people off yeah yeah, yeah. chipotle chipotle you know, I, I, I got i got my my ex a fluent spanish speaker to say chipotle everywhere and it just pisses everybody off cuz they're just like <laughs> you speak spanish it's chipotle and she's like it's chipotle <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man
0: oh that's great mm. anyways that's, it. that's all my stories man that's all i got so you know it's good uh, stuff man good pat stuff. on the back for me yep. i
1: did my homework like <laughs> i think you had something you wanted to talk about too right uh yes so i think it's a story by uh, yahoo news is that correct
3: yeah i love It's super credible yeah, super incredible. <laughs> I love Yahoo News cuz I find that they tend to sway a little liberal but the comment section is always super conservative. Oh, it's off the chain. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's off the chain.
1: Actually, I think I think uh, Yahoo New Yahoo was, um, they went almost went bankrupt and then they got uh, like reorganized and I think they're doing a lot lot that better. That sounds now.
0: like somebody else right now. That's interesting, but I want not derail this.
1: We'll do what is your topic. <laughs> Go on. Go see on what back. happens to Twitter. Let's do it. So, yeah, the, no, uh, the title is University to Pay $400,000 to Professor Plenish for Refusing to Use Students' Preferred Pronouns.
3: Yeah, so back in 2018, an uh, Ohio State professor uh, was doing uh, – asked a question. A student got it right. The professor said, yes, sir, that's correct, and they went on with the lesson. After class was over, the student comes over and says, um, I prefer female pronouns, not male, so don't say – Yes, sir, again. And he said, well, I'll call you by whatever name you want, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to use the pronouns that I think are appropriate for you. Correct pronouns. Yes. Yes. Uh, And he cited his religious preferences that uh, biology is eternal. um, So he wasn't going to do that. Uh, The student take great offense to this, report him to the university. The university um, reprimanded him put him on watch list and and had his name on the record. And he didn't think this was fair. This went against his first amendment for free speech and uh, to stand up for his religion. So that happened 2018. Just recently, what, four years later, uh, he's been taking the university to court uh, to say that, hey, you should not reprimand me for doing that kind of stuff. The university, four years later, finally settled $400,000 to pay this professor for... Not reprimanding him uh, correctly.
0: I, I actually think that the uh, he told the judge he goes he goes I have a First Amendment right to be able to say what I want to say. Yeah, and the judge was like, "You, yeah, you're right."
2: It's yeah,
0: in the Constitution,
3: I'm, I'm <laughs> literally <laughs> First Amendment right to to use the because pronouns is, is language he's allowed to say it because he's not threatening and he even offered a compromise. I'll call you by a different yeah. name. I'll call you by a female name, but I won't use pronouns for those of you who don't know. I had a cousin who's transgender, my best friend in the whole world. Um, he and I did everything together. Your cousin? My cousin. Okay. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I say he and, and she, I slipped before because when I think about our childhood memories, it's always a he. Mm-hmm. Came out transgender, and I was supportive enough to call her she when she wanted. But this is a quote from, from her. Um, she said, I don't care what people use for my pronouns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am a big enough believer in free speech that can say whatever they want. Yeah. However, I have picked a name for myself, and you should use that name because it's just disrespectful to say other things. Mm-hmm. But I always found that admirable. Well,
0: it's so. Cait- Caitlyn Jenner, right? She wants to be called Caitlyn Jenner. I call Caitlyn Jenner. Now, if you get down to the biology of it, of course, I disagree. Caitlyn Jenner is not a woman. Caitlyn Jenner is a man. He has mm-hmm. an X chromosome,
1: yeah. right?
0: Yeah, I believe uh, uh, I'm sorry, an X and a Y chromosome. Yeah. It makes him a man.
1: Yeah, I believe uh, Ben Shapiro touched on this uh, yeah. a while ago. Yep. He said, you know, I have no problem, yeah, going to dinner or you know, like having a conversation, hanging out, you know, talking to to a, somebody, you know, transgender individual or you know, a lesbian, gay, whatever, sure. blah blah blah. Um, he's like, and I have no problem addressing them by how how they want to be addressed in, the, in a private setting. You know,
2: mean a you know, person society. to, yeah, you
1: know, polite society, right? He has no problem saying that. He's like, but if I'm in a, on a public discourse forum, if I'm in a public square, if I'm, you know being somewhere where, you know, this is going to be reaching to, to, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. He's like, th- that's a completely different story. Yeah. Right. And at that moment, you know, that's you, you, you gotta say the facts, right. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's, it's about facts, not feelings at that yeah. moment. Right. Cause, yeah. because, you know, he's a public figure and I agree with that 100%. You're being respectful as, as, as you can be, but at the same time, if, if you're touting your beliefs, if you're touting, you know, your, your moral, um, I guess, compass and things like that to other people and trying to, you know, espouse your ideas. You have to, you have to address the facts and not, and not, not people's, you know, feelings.
0: Yeah. But our T our church teaches love as, as all Mm -hmm. churches teach, right. Christ teaches love. Right. And you should never hate anybody for whatever beliefs they may have or whatever it is. Right. Love the, love the sinner, hate the sin. Okay. Now you can argue whether or not things are sin or whatever. That's, that's another topic. Okay. But from a a Christian perspective, I'm going to love the person no matter what they are, no matter what they want to be called, no matter what they believe, right? I'm going to love them. And in polite society, I'm going to address them as, like you said, it's like if you want to be called, you know, your name's Steve and you want to be called Sharon, I'm going to call you Sharon, you know? But when we get into, again, like you just said, Mike, we get into facts, well, Sharon is a man, you know? I don't care what you can't, you can cut off whatever or add whatever you, you want. You either have an X and you either have an X and an X chromosome or an X and Y chromosome that makes you a man. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you can get into the semantics of, well, well that's different between gender and sex that no, it's not from, from all the biology. It's always been that way.
1: Yeah. You can either, you can either bear, bear a child or you can't. Right. Yeah. Well they that's, talk about that's, like, just, that's just the way it is. Let's okay. talk about
0: like intersex. Like Steven Crowder yeah. did his, you know, his uh, um, thing where he goes out and he talks to people, you know, change my mind segment, mm-hmm. and he met somebody that was like intersex. And it's like you're
3: 0.08% of the population. And even with intersex people, typically they only have one genital that's fully developed right. or neither. Yeah. There is no hermaphrodite human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. they usually have a primary. The, the
1: the idea that we will we will re, re um, what is it like re reorganize society and the way society functions and things and, you know, speaks to, to uh, conform to the Mm 0.8% of the population is ridiculous.
3: Yeah. Right. It is. And I, the biggest problem I have with transgender women are women, transgender men are men. Is it ignoring some really important (laughs) medical and mental uniqueness that they have like men and women, have different medical treatments and different diagnostic tools that is important to know. And I think when a person wants to transition due to some legitimate gender dysphoria, they are going to have some unique mental and biological issues that are are not a man's issue, not a woman's issue that is unique to a transgender person. Mm. And trying to say that it's the same is discrediting the help that they really truly need. Why don't we celebrate that difference? It's, you know, if you're celebrating, if you're going through this transition and you are in a better mentally health state, even though majority of them don't necessarily get there. But if if you are in the present that going through these transition does make you happier, more fulfilled, then we should celebrate that uniqueness about mm-hmm. you and not pretend that you are the same as everyone else. You have unique needs and that's a beautiful thing, not a terrible thing.
1: Yeah, I think it's it. Uh, where did I hear? I think it was on Timcast IRL. They were talking about uh, transgenderism and um when estrogen the the hormone was finally being able to be synthesized Mm. um and how from that point onwards and all these hormones were finally able to be synthesized from that point onward you know um gender dysphoria was just like exploded right and it's and they're like well one of the reasons is pharma has has a a real real financial incentive to push push these hormones right and the use of them yeah and you know, and obviously they, they don't have any any uh, repercussions from from the use of that. Um, and obviously, you know, they were talking about like situations where like um, they had somebody on the show, and she was it was it was a woman, and she said when she was younger, the thing she was ter- terrified of the most in her life was like for her to start her period, right, mm-hmm. and like bleed every month and things. Like she's like, if somebody had come to me and be like, I can give you a pill that if you take every month, it will stop. It, it, you won't ever have to deal with that ever you know, ever. And mm-hmm. also like, you know, developing breasts or something like that. She said, and she was like, I would have taken it immediately. Mm-hmm. you like without reservation, right? And it's like, that just goes back to like when, when you're young, your, your, your brain is still developing your ideals are your, your, your self identity is still developing. And if at that moment, somebody like comes and introduces something to you to like help you identify it with what you think, you know, you want at that moment with your hormones are raging and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, you're more like- likely to, to go into, into that, into that side of, uh of uh, you know gender dysphoria you know, Well, I, mean,
0: I, I got two things first of all you know my perspective on being conservative quasi-libertarian and the, the amalgamation of those two whatever you want to call it you know it's it's my biggest thing is leave me the hell alone right mm-hmm. I'll leave you alone you leave me alone we'll respect each other right yeah. we'll have a fence but we'll respect each other we respect each other's boundaries you can do whatever you want on that side of the fence you know mm-hmm. I don't care as long as it doesn't affect my side of the fence we're good you know um, we're going to be good neighbors um,
3: and you don't get fined for using the wrong pronouns
0: yeah uh, but uh, the other thing is that um, um, I lost my train of thought uh, about
1: uh, transgenderism, leaving you alone.
0: I think it had to do with. Uh, uh, oh, uh, so y- you you say that, you know, um, y- you you identify as something mm-hmm. right. You're going to identify as a man, whether you're a woman or vice versa. OK, why is it that I can identify as being black? Mm-hmm. Why can't I identify as being Asian or 200 years old? or 10 yeah. what we are seeing now mm-hmm. it's the slippery slope argument yep. we're starting to see people who are identifying as younger people and now you're starting to see this and of course they're always gonna say oh this is what a conservative would bring up pedophilia Yep. right what are they
1: trying to call it? there's like a, a verbiage now that they're trying to call it um groomer. G- no not, no, no, not no, that no. um what's it called Oh, man. I just heard I got, it on the radio. I gotta look too. it up. Hold on. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's like yeah, you you find yourself. Oh, it's a uh, something sex attracted or uh, age age attracted or something, something like, like that. Something like that. And we're, we're basically like, let's say you have a forty year old man who who you they don't call they don't call them pedophiles anymore you know it's like youth attracted or something like that it's like oh, I, youth I, sex attracted yeah you find themselves attracted to 10 year olds yeah that's yeah. pedophilia i don't you wrap it up put a lipstick on a pig it's pedophilia you know but this is the slippery slope they start going down okay when you start sitting there saying that you can identify as anything well this is what happens okay
3: yeah, yeah. they've already ruled there was one case of an older man trying to be recognized identified as five ten years younger Mm-hmm. that specific core case they ruled it you can't do that legally yeah. we'll see what happens in 10, 20 years but there are other people who are going through uh procedures to look like a different race yes absolutely it's Michael already jackson
1: happening. i mean that was like that's like the oldest example that we can think of well, right? you, have, you
0: have rachel dalzo which exactly. is the biggest uh-huh. one most people know about right she she is pure she is white her mom and dad are white yep. she identified as black and she worked at like the NAACP and she yep. told everybody she was black i think she actually was married to a black guy and stuff yep. like that and it's like it's like personally like if, if if like say mike you're hispanic but you sit there and say well identify as white i could care less i don't care right but guess what you're not white yeah you know
1: so going back first to a point that blake said you know um you know, they're already trying to pass laws for, like, that I think I've, I have brought up before on the podcast, uh, like, in California. They try passing laws saying to, to lower the age of uh, of consent to, like, 14 or something oh like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, as soon as were, I was like, I got I to click off the spade, yes. because this is freaking ridiculous. The other FBI guys are like, what are you looking at? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm, like, I'm just typing to my FBI van outside. I was like,
2: hey, you guys want to see something <laughs> nasty? <laughs> um,
1: but, and then and then another point towards uh, Brian, it's, it's, you know, the... I've for a long time, the same I've, I've had the same, you know, um, political stance like, hey, like leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. Right. But I've, I've, I've there's a couple of pockets that I've that I've listened to and they brought up a good point. Every, you know, a lot of people, a lot of conservatives, or a lot of libertarians, slash libertarians always have that 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 point. Right. I'll leave you alone. You leave me alone. But at the same time, like the left never does. Oh, I can't. Right. And so like the, the more that we push that narrative of like, hey, just leave me alone and you can do your thing the more that they pass whatever they want to do yeah, and the more yeah. the more ground that conservatism and you know, you know, morally just people lose ground every single day. Mm. And I think that's gotta stop. Right? <laughs> like you gotta hold your ground. And and if if the other side would would, you know, hold to yeah, I'll leave you alone and you leave me alone, that's that's fine. But the left never does, man. So I mean, it's just it's a it's a sad world we live in. But I mean, conservatism, you know, right leaning people they got to start pushing back man and i think you're seeing that kind of in the most
0: most people in their personal lives are conservative like you look at especially minorities they're they're, they go to church they're heavily in a family Mm -hmm. those are conservative values right and but the thing is is like they tend to get into when it comes to voting social stuff right um well social acceptance Right, right, yeah. right. So they, that, they actually had where they went to uh, – they were talking you know, with the transgender when it first started coming out. They had this group of transgender uh, folks that went to, like, these black pastors. And they're like, hey, we wanted you, you know, to sign on to this and help us out with this because, you know, this is, this is our civil rights. <laughs> and the black pastors just laughed at them and they go, this is nothing like the civil rights. You <laughs> did not have fire hoses being rained down on you. You did not have dogs being sicked on you. Somebody called you a name in Twitter. It's like, get over it.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that's that's their, um, what is it? The, the hill they'll die on, you yeah. know, yeah. unfortunately. Get rid of your Twitter. Account. Yeah, and I,
0: I don't agree that you should be saying these names to these people. I don't agree you should treat these people wrong, you know, yeah. that you should treat these people bad. You should love them. But when it comes down to, you know, uh, if, if I have, if the government says, well, you know what? We're going to make you part of this, and you know what? Your church has to allow uh same sex marriage or yeah. transgender marriage no absolutely not that's yeah. not what we believe in
3: yeah yeah you can go to a different church or start your own church that well, what that's they're doing now sex. they're they're doing that now or
1: there i think there was this big case in california i think it's um it might have been california i think where um a bakery uh transgender couple came in or or a gay couple came in and we're like hey we want you to bake us a cake yeah. you know saying the, they were the pair like Sorry, like this is against my beliefs. Like, no, you we we refuse we refuse to do that. And they like why not think it went all the way to like the ninth circuit or no, something. No, it went to the Supreme Court. Supreme it Court, it's, it's
0: the same guy, actually. Yeah. It, like it was like three oh, or four gosh. different times. They keep going after this guy.
1: And it's just like, just leave this guy alone, man. He's just trying to run a bakery. Like, well, are you really you took this all the way to the Supreme Court or a freaking
0: cake? <laughs> so Steven Crowder, I don't know if you remember this, it's an old video. Steven Crowder actually went to a Muslim baker. And it was oh. like, hey, I want you to bake me a gay Muslim cake. And they were like, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't think so.
3: <laughs> no, no. Right. Yeah, yeah. man. It's just the Baker just... did win that case. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, of course. But at the, the fact that it went all the way to the Supreme Court is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But it's but,
0: the, you know, the, the junks of it. What I was saying is that it's like you, you you know, you, same thing when you get an abortion. You always hear it's like, I want you to stay out of my body, stay out of my bedroom. But you keep forcing me into it. I don't want to be in there, right? I want nothing to do with it. I don't want my tax dollars to be a part of it. I don't want the government to be involved in it. That is a personal decision that you make on your own. You know, uh, however you decide to get married or whatever, that's between you and that other person. It has nothing to do with me. But when you force me into it, Mm -hmm. right, by passing laws, then now we're going to have a problem. Go for it, boy. Uh,
3: If you really want to make abortions available for everyone, take every rich person, every celebrity that is for abortions, let them create their own charitable fund, so you don't have to use taxes, and you can have that be self sustaining program. Well, oh, that that is like a couple topic. That is like an entire two hour segment about man.
0: abortion.
1: <laughs> I mean, did you guys see that uh, that new law coming up in Colorado where they're trying to allow uh, abortions up to up to birth? Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me, dude? Yep. Up well, until birth, man. What the. F- freak are these well, Joe think? Joe Rogan
0: brought this up where he was it, it didn't necessarily have to do with abortion I think it was something else but he's like why is it that you know you always have these leftists that are always and Joe Rogan is, is a liberal you know he's uh, yeah uh, he's, he's a socialist he's, yeah. but he's like, he's like you have Texas that is doing something right which Texas is conservative, right? So they're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna pass stuff that is gonna be very very against abortion, or you know whatever. And he's like he's like, why is it that you keep trying to go to Texas and make Texas more like California? He's like, you have California, you have New York. Let Texas be Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah, they they just can't stand, you know, where where freedom prevails, man. They have to or have a they have to have people bow down to what they believe in, or what you know, wh- with their delusion, whatever it is. You know, they just they just can't see other people being happy, just being who they are. That's the problem, right? right? Because they're they're so. I don't want to say like you know, upset with themselves or discuss it with themselves. But you know, there's, there's, there's gotta be something personally inside of you that you just are not happy with to like be, to see somebody else happy and like, be like, I got to ruin that. Yeah.
0: But you, you never see these people out here, these social justice warriors or whatever, screaming at China because they just made, uh, um, the new uh, hog or the new Harry Potter movie take out take <laughs> the, out the, the fact the,
2: that, yeah, that the Dumbledore
0: the, is gay. Yeah, yeah. You're not. They're not screaming about that. They're not <laughs> out in Saudi Saudi Arabia demanding that Saudi Arabia recommend you know uh, same sex rights. Yep. <laughs> but or education for women,
3: sure, or yeah. the
1: Uyghurs. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, look at you. Look, yeah, you look at all these these atrocities against gays or even trans. In other countries all around the world, but, you know, the United States is always the focus. The United States is always the biggest monster in these things.
3: Yeah, it would have been nice to have a president go in front of the U.N. and try to nationalize a standard to take care of gay people. Like (laughs) Trump. They actually did. Yeah. (laughs) Man, just
1: politics is just effed, man. I mean... The people that, that conservatives and right, right-leaning right people vote into, like, they're supposed to protect, you know, the, our, our freedom and dude, civil liberties, and they don't do
0: shit. Dude, I'm, I'm seeing, like, the Republicans in Utah, and I'm just like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? Oh,
1: Mittens, man? That dude needs to
0: go. Well, the governor of Utah, the you know, governor he's out too. there doing his his pronouns on that yeah. thing, and they, like, and then he voted, or he, he tried to veto that transgender, uh, or the it was um uh, only uh, some bill where they try to pass where it's only boys could compete with boys for and only girls could yeah, and yeah. he tried to video it and of course they they overrode it they just they, even democrats were like no
1: and like, the also the governor of freaking Kentucky for abortions dude yeah. and then the, the the legislator had to override his veto it's like like you do know who your who your demographic and, and voter base is right? Like you do, under, you do understand that if you continue down this path, you guys are going to be gone. It's just it's just, this, just the, going. these midterms are going to be absolutely insane, man. I can't wait to see what what happens. Like the yeah. the the absolute just like <laughs> um, like a um, stick in the, in the in the spoke wheel is just going to just destroy the entire machine here.
0: Yeah, but if you if you're going to go out and vote. You know, don't just vote for somebody because they're a Republican. Yeah, I, w- I would rather I would rather have someone like Mitt Romney lose and a Democrat get in because that guy is just he's he's a well, turd. you know where he stands. Yeah, I, you absolutely know where he stands
1: all the way, all the time. Yeah, you know. Well, that's like
0: it. We, we brought up one time, we said would we rather have Tulsi Gabbard or Mitt Romney as president? We all said Tulsi well, Gabbard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she has she has strong values that I can align myself with. Yeah. Right, I, I I recognize the same values in myself. Right. Yeah. But someone like Mitt Romney, who's just social or not, social, he's a uh, virtue signaling. You know, he wants to be on the right side of history for voting for Kenji Brown Jackson when he just voted against her the, the, the uh, election before or the uh, when she went she to were, the pe- appellate court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he just wanted to be recognized. You know, like the, nothing's
1: changed in like a year or two. I like, honestly,
3: go ahead. No, no, you're good. I honestly cannot see how anyone can vote for her. She was asked a question about how she views the Constitution. And I'm trying to remember her response. She had like no opinion about it or she didn't want to take a stance on it. I think she didn't want to take a stance on it. Yeah, she's going the, to the Supreme Court. The fact that is your main job. <laughs> the constitution is your only job. Yeah, yeah, I mean
1: the the main the main point of that is that people just don't care, man. Yeah, I mean people people know either way whatever they do she's going to get voted in. She's and also the like they don't need there's people that are like did you know, do you know who the new Supreme Court justice is? and they're like there was a new Supreme Court justice? She's the first yeah. black Supreme Court justice. Oh, I never knew that. Except for the, the one we, the only one we like.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, conservatives always hate, hate, They hate blacks or they, they don't want a black, a black person on the uh, Supreme Court. But yet, the only one that we like is Clarence Thomas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, Coney better is actually not bad, man.
0: No, I'll take Alito. Like Clarence Alito. Thomas and Alito are the, are the dream team, man. That's Bacardi and yeah. Cola right there, baby. Uh, who's the other one? <laughs> <Cool>.
3: <laughs> Jack, Jack and Coke. Is that racist? <laughs> how how <is> Kavanaugh, <laughs> how's Kavanaugh How's Kevin? been doing.
1: I think he's a fence toter, man. It's not that
0: bad. I think he he leans more towards the right when it comes to more religious stuff, but he does have his moments.
1: He's like he's like this the the right Supreme Court justice. That's just like in the back. They're just like, hey, you're gonna vote this way, and like that's it. You know what I mean? Like he's not, a, not yet. I don't think he. I don't, I he's don't think he's comfortable force. enough rocking the boat yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. From everything that he went through, so yeah. did you guys see that they're trying to um, disqualify Marjorie Taylor Greene from running? The judge just voted that that she could have an opponent in the in the race. It's like, dude, everybody loves her, man. <laughs> <laughs> like they're gonna try throwing so many Look, so much I, money at her opponent. I, I, I,
0: from what the media told me, you know, I was like, you know, I always push it away because they always tell you what a monster she is yeah. and the Jewish lasers and all that stuff yeah. she talks about. Then, then she goes on Tim Pool's podcast and, and like all of a sudden I was just like, and I didn't believe that crap, but I was always just like, I was like, you know, I didn't really know anything about her. You know, I'm not going to support her just because she's a Republican and yeah. she's from Georgia, which, you know, I, I went to college in Georgia. I love Georgia a lot. But it's like, I'm always like, let me learn who this person is. Right. So I was always worried about that stuff. But when she went on Tim Pool's podcast, oh. I was like, oh, she's a straight up G. She's a gangster.
1: I'm like, dude, <laughs> first female president right there. Well, like, when
0: she was talking about the voting stuff, we, yeah. we talked about it on this podcast before. It's like, that's straight up gangster, man. Oh, yeah. Man. She, and that, then
1: like, and then she got a little coalition together and to, like
3: they take shifts.
1: I'm like, yes. Yeah. Please.
3: She's a person that looks at the political system and doesn't like say, "Yeah, it's been going on like this forever, so just go with it." She's like, "No, it's stupid. Let's let's change it." And I like just how she's totally up front, pranking and messing up with the system and forcing people to um, like take a stand on stuff. I
1: mean, she's grinding. She's grinding legislative pasture. What is it? Passing legislation to a halt, man. It's great. Like just grind the the government stop passing all this garbage bills, man. We're just wasting money.
3: You know, I have a big problem with having full time policymakers. Like I wish it our co- our government is too big, too much money to have it all be done run run by volunteers. Although maybe it could, but having a full time policymaker, you're gonna find stuff to make stupid laws about because it's your full time job. And it's just gonna keep going till you have like stupid measurements for building inspections or a bunch of uh, Title Four subset two, subset C regulations on how to do stuff. Cause you have to find something to do with your job. You don't wanna lose your job. So you have to find a new thing to regulate.
1: Yeah, I think all laws should have like <clears throat> sunset clauses, you know? <laughs> That'd be so great. Oh, I
0: know a little off topic. Go uh, and I know we don't have a lot of much time here. Did you guys have you guys seen that whole thing with the libs of TikTok?
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. It's something I kind of wanted to bring up, but we were on a different topic, but it's I it, I freaking it hilarious, me. dude. Yeah. <laughs> so um, People so are just losing their shit right now, dude.
0: Yeah. So the libs of TikTok, it's a, it's a female, but she's anonymous as far as like, I don't think. Not anymore, man. No. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, so, so all she would do was like, you know, you would have TikTok, you would have these liberals on TikTok that would post these crazy videos and she would literally just take the video and she would post it onto her page or she'd post it on an Instagram or post it on a Twitter and Say these are what these people are saying. She didn't change anything. She didn't edit anything. She just posted what they're saying. And I think Twitter uh, uh, banned her because they're saying, "Oh, she promotes hate speech for posting what these people are saying." Yeah,
1: that means everybody <laughs> she posted about—they all need to be banned. Yeah, so then you have this—I don't know
0: what her name was. Um, this uh, report. I can't, oh, it's can't yeah. So, reporter. so this
1: reporter uh, once we Taylor were of, Lorenz. Yeah, she she herself had come out just a few weeks ago, um, crying and you know, let's be real here, bitching and moaning about uh, being doxxed and how you know the right was coming for her uh, personal information mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And then she goes and freaking doxes this 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 uh this this, this lady for the, for posting all this stuff. <laughs> I'm just like the hypocrisy, man. Yeah. The absolute hypocrisy of this of this freaking reporter that just is like, oh, the people are doxing me. Yeah, well,
0: Like, imagine if you had somebody on TikTok that was going the conservatives of TikTok, and you literally just post what these people say. Yeah. There wouldn't be one conservative on planet Earth that would have an issue with that. <laughs>
1: They'd be like liking it. <laughs> They're like yes. <laughs> I, I can't I'm, I can't like it enough. <laughs>
0: yeah. But it's like yeah, it's like th- this is literally what you're saying. These are what yep. these people are saying and you're and you're going to dox her because she's she's not changing anything. She's just posting what you're saying. So what you don't like is that the sunshine is 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 shining through the cracks, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the nasty cracks. <laughs> There's some disgusting stuff, man, that they posted on that. It's just like oh, just oh, yeah. cringeworthy. Yeah.
0: So, but yeah, sorry. I, I, I didn't no, it's really it's a great article. I mean, it it's it's
1: they, they've been uh, it's been talked about like all all, all day. Yeah. I think like on we, breaking points, and I think Tim Pool also talked about it. We AOR. need to do a
3: five minute react to some of this stuff one of these days. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're we're planning to. I know we we we've been talking about uh, getting a second uh, episode out um, every week. We're just trying to work schedules out and stuff because we're you know we're still uh, still sexy sexy workforce.
0: Yeah, having sexy time with the government right exactly. now. paying taxes. Well,
1: <laughs> still feel it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyways. Shout out to any of you who haven't paid your taxes yet. Good luck. Because <laughs> uh, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're late. You're going to get double whammied. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, I'm not even, I was gonna about to go down on inflation, but no, no, we won't do that. You
1: better get a large serving spoon because it's coming (laughs) anyway file an extension for your (laughs) 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 extensions get a loan to
0: pay taxes yeah Yeah, but we just want to say thank you for coming in and viewing our video thank you for uh, watching us thanks for uh, the people who've been responding thank you for um, all of our supporters out there you keep growing we're going to keep producing these videos we're going to keep coming out with uh, great and exciting things to talk about Uh, we want to hear from you guys we want you guys to support us mike uh, where can people support us
1: Yeah, so if if you guys want to support our work and help us uh, grow the podcast, uh, you can find us on Locals, which is uh, tied to our Rumble page as well as our uh, YouTube page. Uh, Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, share with your friends and family. That always helps a lot. And uh, make sure to hit that like button. And uh, leave us a comment. It also helps with the YouTube algorithm. um, Helps promote the channel. And uh, as always, leave us ideas, topics you guys want us to talk about. And uh, as always, thanks a lot. Anything you want to say, Blake?
3: Stay savage and stay saintly. Beautiful.
2: See you later, guys.